0: Hi there, and a very warm welcome to Season 4, Episode 16 of People Soup. It's Ross McIntosh here. p as it's 2022. How the heck did that happen? Happy New Year.
1: I'm still a little bit stunned by even, you know, just hearing your review. But hearing it from other people as well has been fabulous. There's been reviews from people who I know, from friends, who have no psychological sort of training or, or background. And they've come across positive. My mum... Actually, she texted me after she'd read it, um, and she's not a reader. She doesn't read books, but she read this one. There was a, a line in it, and she said, oh, it's when I tell myself that I can't do something, it's just me telling myself, isn't it? And that was, I've had reviews from, from Ray Owen, Nick Hooper, yourself, which are just incredible to receive from you know people who I respect. I think that line from my mum was just, right... Okay, I've obviously hit a tone here. That's absolutely wonderful to hear. So it it seems to be going all right so far.
0: In this episode, I continue my chat with Dr. Steve Jones, clinical psychologist, author, cartoonist, and Yorkshireman, and we focus in on his brilliant book, *Act Made Yorkshire*. People Soup is a three times award-winning podcast where we share evidence-based behavioral science in a way that's practical, accessible, and fun to nourish your minds to flourish at work. You'll also hear about the conversation that sparked the creation of Steve's book, how it developed from a worksheet to a full-blown book, and the whole creative process from motivation to doubts. It's a corker of a chat. Let's take a quick scoot over to the news desk. Reviews are in for part one of my chat with Steve. On Instagram, or the gram, as you kids call it, Richard Coates wrote, A brilliant episode, Steve and Ross. I spent three years living in Sheffield for my undergraduate degree. Lovely to hear all things Sheffield again. I'm one of those rare students who didn't stay in Sheffield then, but a piece of my heart remains there. I love Steve's journey into ACT, and I can certainly resonate with how helpful the ACT matrix is for me personally and in the work context. I related to drawing with clients, modelling vulnerability. Working with clients with neurological conditions, it has been very helpful for them to see someone struggling with drawing and the fun, flexibility and engagement this creativity brings. Thank you both for your perseverance with technology. Can't wait for part two and more Sheffield. Well, Richard, wait no more. Thank you so much for that review and to all of you who have listened and shared this episode. In other news, blimey, P-Soupers, have I got news for you, and I'm unashamedly going to blow my own trumpet. In fact, I'm going to crank up the whole brass band. At the end of last year, that's 2021, folks, for those who are feeling a bit discombobulated, Chris Winson published his list of resources that he's found really useful over the year. And I'm proud, humbled, and overwhelmed to say that People Soup was given the best podcast award for the third year running. Blimey, folks, it's such an honor to receive this, particularly alongside such great company, including my friends at Psychologists Off the Clock, Ask the Therapist with Sarah Rees, Pause Purpose Play with Michaela Thomas, and Playing It Safe with Patricia Zurita Ona, our very own Dr. Z. And the Chizzy Best New Podcast Award went to the fabulous Hayley Quinn and her podcast Welcome to Self. As Chris said... I love it when someone I know tries something new, with all the anxiety and stress that can bring. And it is especially lovely when it turns out brilliantly. And yes, I am biased having been a guest, but it's a wonderful series and I hope Haley is proud of what she has achieved this year. Hear, hear from me, and I recommend that you check out Welcome to Self and all of these great shows. Add them to your podcast library, folks. There's so many nuggets, insights and voices from all of these nominees. Here's what Chris said about People Soup. Without a doubt, it has to be a repeat award win for the ever-wonderful People Soup with Ross McIntosh. Ross produces a brilliant show full of his own personal sharing and with some super guests, all presented full of warm and gentle humour. If you are not a pea-souper, you don't know what you're missing. Well, thank you so much for those warm and kind words, Chris. It really does mean the world. Chris went on to cover two special awards, which are also very relevant and meaningful to me, and the show, so I'll read out Chris's words. Each year I have awarded the Chizzy Compassionate Inspiration Award, often to someone who may not be well known or doesn't feature in the other awards, but who has inspired me. It could have been a repeat award for Rose Horton Smith, hear hear from me, who has been a constant support to many of us again this year. The winner of the 2021 Chizzy Compassionate Inspiration is a man who has been inspired by loss, by the grief of others, and challenged himself through miles and miles of walking to raise money for related charities, all with gentle humour in a quiet and unassuming way. The 2021 Chizzy Compassionate Inspiration is Gordon McIntosh, also known as Big G. Thank you, Gordon In dark days you have been a light and made a huge difference through the amazing fundraising you have done. And Ross, it's about time Big G had his own podcast. Well, Chris watch this space because there will be another episode landing with Big G quite soon. Chris goes on to say, The last award is a new one I am introducing this year and it is touched by sadness. I have decided to create a new award, not a chizzy, but rather the Louise Gardner Award, in honour of our friend Lou, who passed away this year. And it's going to be given to people who do what she did. Make helpful information about looking after ourselves and our mental well-being available and accessible to other people in simple, understandable formats. To be able to do so in a way which is informative and engaging is not easy, although she made it look like it was. And the winner does too. The first Louise Gardner Award goes to Ross McIntosh for his work on People Soup, his ability to share act concepts so well and with the sole objective of helping others. Podcast featured Lou in two episodes during 2020, and the ability to listen to those again has been a gift. Ross, keep doing what you do and being what you are—a lovely, caring human. Pooh, flippin' heck, folks! I'm sincerely so humbled and moved and proud. I love doing this podcast, chatting with my fabulous guests, and hopefully making something that's entertaining and useful. To receive these awards is an absolute honor. Thank you, Chris. And Dad was also flabbergasted to receive the Compassionate Inspiration Award. I read out Chris's words to him and we both had a bit of a cry and felt uplifted as well. I'd like to thank Chris for building and nurturing such a fabulous community where I've learnt loads and also made some great friends. To check out and join the community, check out the hashtag 365 Days of Compassion on social media. All the links are in the show notes, folks. For now get a brew on and have a listen to part two of my chat with the wonderful Steve Jones. Steve, I'd like to move on to your book, Act Made Yorkshire. That's Act Made Yorkshire, PC Plus. If you want to get out there and buy it, I would highly recommend it. So we're going to have a bit of a chat about the book now, Steve. And I want to start with my review, which I haven't shared with you, which... May seem a little bit cruel, but I'd just like to get your initial reaction.
1: <laughs> I, I can feel I can feel it on the back of my neck. But I, I'm, I don't think public eviscerations high up on, on this particular <laughs> podcast.
0: No, no, we're a kind group here. <laughs> so here we go. Steve has created a tremendously useful book and in doing so he's making practical evidence-based skills more accessible, useful, and fun to a wider audience. And these are truly skills for life, which I think really comes across in the book. He writes in a conversational Yorkshire vernacular in a tone that is warm and friendly with a good dose of Yorkshire straightforwardness. For me, he brings the act processes to life through his words, his own cartoons, and through using two stunt doubles, Bob and Jane, to illustrate the skills and their impact in different types of lives. It's packed full of nuggets, insights and exercises and with chapter titles like Exaflex What's the Catch? Why's my mind such an arse? I like big bots and I cannot lie There's a hell of a lot to love in this book, folks. I couldn't recommend it more highly. I love it and thank you for writing it, Steve. Absolutely hats off to you.
1: Wow. (laughs) Wow, thank you
0: very much i just made the bold assumption there that the cartoons were yours
1: they are Phew. yeah
0: i i love them and i just thought i just read that out and i thought i didn't check with you but
1: <laughs> yeah yeah they're,
0: they're mine so so not only are the words yours the cartoons are yours too so it, it's a labor of love this steve tell me about how it was born <laughs>
1: So the, the thing that I mentioned about going up to the ACBS conference, so I went up with my then-supervisor, Nick Wilkinson, and we were watching the follies, so people getting up, embracing their own discomfort, and performing in front of other colleagues, and we were sat at the back. We might have had one or two drinks by this point, potentially, and we were watching it, and we had a bit of a joke about, well, can you imagine if I just went up, i really ham my accent up as, I know it doesn't need much, but as <laughs> high as I can make it. Put a flat cap on, I'll have a little toy greyhound, and Nick could be the, the therapist, just asking me all these things. And I'd just sit there and say, ah, that'd be right then, wouldn't it? You're telling me to crack on? All right, yeah, that's about right. And just really, really go for it. And we just had a bit of a joke and a bit of a laugh mm-hmm. about it. But then it just sort of sat for a while. And then just before lockdown, we knew that there was going to be a lot of um, times when you couldn't go out, things like that. So I just, I said, I'll make a little Act Yorkshire worksheet just as a bit of a spoof, a bit of tongue-in-cheek, a bit of a joke, which is where the title obviously comes from. I'm taking from people's fabulous work before me, I'm fully aware. But when I started to do it, I realised, oh, I could add this in. Oh, I could add this in. I could add this in. And then suddenly I realised that I was about ten thousand words in. <laughs> uh, this this isn't a fact sheet anymore, is it? <laughs> this has probably gone a bit further. And then it just sort of grew from there, really. And I asked people to take a look at it, to read it. You know, just getting bits and pieces. And then it just took its its own path. And I spoke mm. to people. Who really, really respects people like uh, Nick Hooper took time out of his diary to actually do a video call with me to talk about publishing and how to navigate that process because I have no idea at all. And then people like Ray Owen say, Oh, actually, this is a good idea. I like this. Oh, okay. Maybe there is just some merit in this. I'll give it a go and see what happens. And the issue with it is because it is so niche, you know, big publishers wouldn't go for it but then smaller ones it was too specialist in terms of its self-help nature so i ended up just going right okay i'll self-publish it i'll go through the whatever people think of amazon and just sort of i'll just do that i'll put it out into the world and see what happens with it Mm. and that's essentially where it ended up now it's sat in my hands and i'm talking to wonderful people like yourself how did this happen from what was the fact sheet or (laughs) <laughs> a couple of drinks at a conference. I don't know how this happened.
0: Oh, it's beautiful to hear the the evolution of it. I love that, from the follies to a product, man.
1: Mm-hmm. The imposter syndrome is very real. <laughs> I'm not going to lie.
0: But what was that process like of realising you'd got to 10,000 words and then continuing? Were, there, were, you, were your own passengers showing up?
1: Yeah, very much so. They were quite loud. Mm. So there was lots of things. Oh, just pack it in. Go just... Go on PlayStation, just chill out for a bit. There's a lot going on at the minute. And this is all in the context my son is now two. So when I started this, he was just turned one. So probably not the greatest time to take on a project like this. But it really helps. Because normally when I I have a lot of spare time, I end up drawing a lot. So that's Mm -hmm. how I can always tell. If I'm feeling a bit stressed or under pressure, my art production goes through the roof. Whereas it didn't throughout this, and I think it's because my head was in this, and it was sort Mm. of the in for a penny, in for a pound, let's just do it and see what happens. I think there's something about your own values as well, sort of put your money where your mouth is type of approach. I've always said, I always want to write a book, and I've always meant I want to write a novel, like a fantasy book, like the ones that I've grown up reading and that I love. And I couldn't have written anything further away from it if I'd tried. (laughs)
0: Wow, well, look, there's still time for that one.
1: Oh, that, yeah, That that's in the back... I think if I opened my laptop and started to write in my own time, my wife might throw the laptop, or me, out of the house. <laughs>
0: I hear you, I hear you. And is there a way you'd introduce this book to a new audience?
1: I struggle with this a lot. People keep asking me this question, and it's, it's a fabulous question to be asked. I think it's... I want to take something that i know works that i've seen work and that we have not just my own personal experience but there is evidence it shows that this stuff really can connect with people but i also know that psychology and psychologists can often be seen as other you're different you're not like us you know part of that is justified we do like to hide behind words and Mm. concepts and i use the word hide and i realize that's got a tone to it but i genuinely do believe we do sometimes it's comfortable and it makes sense that we do but at the same time this is a book for me as an 18 19 year old so before i know what i know now i've tried to write it for me then if that makes sense so i really should have led with that as my pitch i've written a book for me before i know what i know now Mm.
0: And I'd really like to work out how we can convey a sense of its utility, because I believe it's tremendously useful. Is, is there a way we could, we could do that in relation to the workplace, do you think?
1: I think so, because the, the stuff that we're talking about is universal, isn't it? We all have thoughts, we all have experiences, and we all have contexts that are constantly shifting. And work is a huge amount of our lives. Especially at the moment, work is changing incredibly rapidly. And I remember listening uh, not too long ago about the research that a colleague had done in sort of virtual safety in teamwork, mm-hmm. And just hearing that just rung so many bells in my head from my own experience. But we're talking about actually act as a way to create and to foster that safety in line with what is important to you, but also what is important to you as an organisation as well. Because often when you're in organisations, when you're sent and I use that word, sent for sort of away days or or things like that, it is presented in a way that doesn't feel familiar. What I try to do is to make it as familiar as I can. Granted, some of it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, and it's, you know, deliberately stereotypes based on me, but I think there is something about, I've tried to write this in a way that is accessible straight off the bat. You don't have to do prior reading to be able to pick this up. And that's. I think that's something about how we communicate with people is vital to working in organisations and its utility. And I think, as you, you've already alluded to, Bob and Jane, and their semi-constructed people who are case examples in the book who are going through their own lives and you can see how act can be applied directly to their experiences to try and make their lives richer and they're individuals they aren't exact replicas of people they aren't direct correlates but all the features within them are from people i know or i've encountered in my life so the fact that i think it can be applied to them means that i think it can be applied to anyone
0: well, just so you know, I've started to add it to my list of resources in, in work I do in the workplace because I think it really hits the nail on the head because if you think about the workplace, we're seeing what you've described earlier, people who like to work face to face and who can't and are trying to sketch and hold drawings up to a camera, but we're seeing people who are finding it difficult to disconnect from work. I'm seeing lots of big rise in anxiety in the workplace. And I mean the workplace in the wider sense. The workplace could be moving from your bedroom to the kitchen to go to work because you're working from home. But there's lots of anxiety about going into the next phase of the pandemic and possibly a hybrid approach. I think there's so many applications and how it can apply to humanity. And I think that's what you really capture. This is so practical. Read it and you'll find it useful. It's kind of what I want to shout. From the rooftops in Sheffield and other areas of Yorkshire.
1: <laughs> that's, that's really kind and it's, it's lovely because I'm i I'm sat here as we're recording in my upstairs in my attic on a desk that I bought just as the pandemic well not ended but the, the lockdowns ended. I'd spent the best part of 10-11 months sat on a you know the emergency chairs that are talked about around a dining room table. I was on that for 10 months. I thought oh it'll be over soon. Very naive. I'm now very aware but even that to invest in this type of you sort them just a little table in a little chair but even that puts you think well actually can everyone do that that's that's talking from a position of privilege to be able to do that if that was in my head of oh i need to do this now cause for my health if i couldn't do that what would i be thinking Am I still working sort of propped on the edge of a bed, noticing that my spine is bending ever so further forward all the time to compensate? So health benefits, but if I'm in pain, how's that gonna affect how I want to work? Am I gonna be as engaged? Am I gonna care as much? And all of that takes away from your overall vitality, doesn't it?
0: I think as as children, maybe your son will be fortunate, I hope so, but he will know about skills, like act-type skills at school or probably before school from you but I wasn't taught these types of skills in school and I think reaching more adults with these in a way that's entertaining and interesting and accessible is the key
1: and this is very localized I could have turned it into Act Made Northern because I've had so many people who've said I know someone who's from up uh, near Newcastle she Said, oh that's just like my granddad that's just what he did whereas that's exactly based so the cartoons, the doodles in there, are all based on Roy, my granddad, who I love dearly. But people from Newcastle, oh, that's exactly what mine did. I recognise that, and there's I could have done that, and I think there's a a way that we can localise everything that we do, because essentially we convey the message to the people who we work with we don't get them to understand what we're saying the onus is on us isn't it as therapists or professionals to, to either translate it or to adapt it into what works for people
0: so it's adapted to the Yorkshire context being a Northumbrian I really relate to it and can identify with the characters absolutely and I think it's written in such a way that people will have fondness for it wherever they're from and the curiosity
1: if it means people end up googling things like Hendos, or I can imagine from what is a dog track? What does he mean? <laughs> and you just and you get trepped to the glorious interior decor of a, a, a greyhound racing track. Then that would just know that that makes me happy.
0: Mm. <laughs> I think it. I think it's. Oh my God! Do you realise, Steve, In the future, people will be doing their dissertations about the cultural impact. Of your book, <laughs> how it how it provided this cultural snapshot of a moment in time in Yorkshire slash Sheffield.
1: <laughs> yeah, my mind boggles. And, and how's it been
0: received?
1: Um, well, it's been lovely to hear. I'm still a little bit stunned by even you know just hearing your review, but hearing it from other people as well has been fabulous. There's been reviews from people who I know from friends who have no psychological sort of training or or background and they've come across positive my mum actually she texted me after she'd read it um, and she's not a reader she doesn't read books but she read this one there was a, a line in it and she said oh it's when i tell myself that i can't do something it's just me telling myself isn't it and that was i've had reviews from from ray owen nick hooper yourself which are just incredible to receive from you know people who i respect i think that line from my mum was just right okay i've obviously hit a tone here that's absolutely wonderful to hear so it seems to be going all right so far great
0: and yeah i I love that yeah that gives me goosebumps again that just that understated summary from your mum it feels like a, a penny drop moment for for her
1: one thing that i was thinking of when i saw that, is, you know i obviously talk about what i do for a living and i talk about sort of what i've learned and things like that to my mom in conversation and despite i have all those conversations having read that is the thing that's got that response so i think there's something about when you're reading it's something so much more powerful than someone telling you or someone taking you through it. You know, the family relationship means that I could say what I want and people like my mum and wife will just look at me and, you know, it's Steve. Um, (laughs) He's got his work mode on at the minute, ignore him for the next 20 minutes and he'll come back. Mm,
0: Nice. And were there any moments during the the, the writing or the getting through the publishing jungle that you thought, I'm not sure this is going to happen?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Many of those. This one, I, I got quite a few emails that were you know very kind and very nice back from people from editors or publishers saying sorry this is not something we can do and i just got to the point actually i don't think this is going to work and then it was my friend ian who mentioned why don't you try this kindle direct publishing thing see what that's like i'd looked at it oh, this is going to take forever isn't it shall i just put it as a pdf and throw it out and see what happens or do i just stick with it and then i went through it and i was looking okay so you have to price it oh, that feels awkward which was incredibly awkward when i looked through other people's work like, oh am i pricing myself at the same band as people like stephen hayes or ah, that, that that can't be right, surely. Mm. <laughs> and then making a cover and doing things like that because no one else is around to do it, so I just, everything in it is mine. I thought, oh, yeah, that, that looks like what I think I represent, okay. And then I hovered over the publish button for ages. Oh. That, really, do you want to commit to this? What happens if this goes a bit wonky or people read it and go, Oh, and you thought you knew what act was, and that was it. Was really it was terrifying. I'm not gonna lie, but I just thought, well, you know what, if that happens, okay, you took a swing, and I'd rather look back and regret things that I have done than regret not having done something. So I just right take a swing, see what happens. Hit submit, and then panic.
0: <laughs> when was it you hit submit? It was earlier this year, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, so it was about. Three months? It was start of September, I think, it came out. Wow. So it's still only... it's an infant.
0: And so it's available on Kindle. Yep. And people can get a hard copy as well, is
1: that right? Yep, so everything's on Amazon. It's all on the same link, whether it's Kindle or the paperback copy. I think if you've got Kindle Unlimited, it's free. I don't want to sound like a sales rep for Amazon. I have toyed with the idea of wanting to make it an audiobook, but... <laughs> I I don't have the expertise to do that and Sean Bean won't get back to me.
0: Who needs Sean Bean, mate? Listen to your own voice. (laughs) Because you've got exercises associated in your generosity. There's some of the exercises brought to life on SoundCloud too.
1: Yeah, that was an interesting process. That's probably what's putting me off of wanting to do the full audiobook version, I think.
0: So that's great to hear about the Amazon process. So just purely curiosity Mm. on my part, I've got a copy of the book, but if I went and ordered a hard copy, do you have to then set up your printing press
1: and... No, thankfully not. (laughs) How does that work? Magic. I think they basically just do it regionally. So my my uncle took some into his workplace in Australia, and he just went on Amazon Australia, clicked, I want three copies, and they just print them on demand. I talked to a few... Uh, publisher Yep, right it costs this much because you'll need this many printing up front i have no idea if this will sell one copy so i don't have the resource or the the ability to do that whereas these do it on demand so as soon as someone clicks it i can see oh two have sold in canada and one sold in france how is this happening but it is which is are
0: oh well i'm <laughs> delighted to hear that congratulations i think it deserves every success and i'd love to hear what p supers think about it so p supers if you have a read of it you i'll make sure you have steve's contact details to give him a shout so you can feed back yeah, directly to fabulous. him and what next is there is there a follow-up book
1: i not for a while <laughs> I think, is, I think is the safe answer, because I, I, I think my wife might listen to this. So, not for a while, I'll say. I have toyed with the idea of if there are... Because there are other little metaphors and other little bits that I mm. could add in. So, nothing substantial, but, you know, just to make it a bit more full and a bit more embellished. And I might do a little sort of second helpings type nice. thing. I don't know what to do, is my answer. Who knows? Well,
0: mate, I think you can give yourself a bit of a rest now that's
1: probably wise
0: some sketching to get the creativity going and it's like it's like when my dad well I do too, when my mum used to make this Sunday roast and we'd have Yorkshire pudding with the Sunday roast mm-hmm. and then we'd have it for pudding as well with golden syrup on yep. Yorkshire pudding except my dad calls golden syrup treacle ah, uh, yep I'm not sure why
1: yeah, I, I get that, my mum does that as well because it comes in the same lion's tin the old tin, so it's, ah right, that's what it is
0: Ah, okay. Never really got to the bottom of that, but
1: Steve, would you have a
0: takeaway for our P-Supers? Is there a core, simple, perhaps Yorkshire-themed takeaway for for our listeners?
1: I think that we can communicate, as, and I'm talking as, as psychologists here, we can offer something to the people that we work with in a way that works for them, and I think sometimes we offer it in a way that works for us. And I think that's probably my main thing of doing this and to take a take a shot is is the thing Cause i i found that from a, a throwaway conversation about 18 months ago that i'm now sat here on this podcast with this you know in this fabulous opportunity and you know being able to talk to people such as yourself i said hey how did that happen and it all came from that little that little ember one thing i did i remember writing the serenity prayer in yorkshire which made me smile which i could I could read out as a as a bit of a final this is my main takeaway.
0: I think it'll be in fact I think it'll be a beautiful way to end. So I think I will say thank you now, Steve. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. We were scheduled three times, folks, and Steve had the patience in this Talking about serenity, this air of calm, because last time he was speaking, I had no power and it was via a mobile hotspot and via the torchlight of my other mobile. But Steve just had this gentle air of calmness around him. So I think it's perfect to finish on the Yorkshire version of the serenity prayer.
1: Thank you. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So learn to seek wood for trees while you're here now. Seeing difference between you and your stuff knowing what matters, and moving forwards one foot in front of the other.
0: Thank you. Steve, thank you so much. It's been an absolute joy to talk to you, and we will catch up soon.
1: Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: That's it, part two in the bag, folks. Thank you so much to Steve for being such a fabulous guest you can grab his book via the link in the show notes. And you'll also find a link to the exercises on SoundCloud. If you like this episode or the podcast, could I invite you to share it with one other person? I'm really keen to spread the behavioural science and skills with more people. Of course, a subscription, follow, rating or review are also very much appreciated. The show notes are at rossmackintosh.co.uk and this includes links to a few different platforms p Supers, I love to hear from you and you can get in touch at peoplesoup.pod at gmail.com On Twitter, we are at peoplesouppod On Instagram, at people.soup And on Facebook, at peoplesouppod Thanks to Andy Glenn for his spoon magic and Alex Engelberg for his vocals Most of all, dear listener, thanks to you Look after yourselves, p Supers, and bye for now Where has the been since I saw thee? I saw thee on Ilkley bar tat. Where hast the been since I saw thee? I saw thee. Where hast the been since I saw thee? On Ilkley bar tat, On Ilkley bar On Ilkley bar Where the lads play football.